Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 66. I have a dear, dear friend on. Um, and the reason why I'm recording this uh, near hours before it's released, uh, <laughs> because I am aggressively hungover. Uh, guys, I welcome Marty. Uh, I, I, plan, I haven't planned anything. I have, I, I told you, I've just walked through the lines all day. So yeah, I hope you have something to talk about. No, yeah, I, I don't. I have. I got some things on my mind, but I've. It's. I don't enjoy you. You're a terrible person to know, because I, I just per- feel like shit every weekend. But I have a good time. I think that's the first time anyone has come on my podcast and told me I don't enjoy you. I don't. I don't like you, but you're a good friend. <laughs> how does that work? It's just. It's that's how my mind goes. You know. Yeah. Can I? I have something just right off the top I need to talk about. Let's hear it. Did you know you could, you can make your forehead smaller? You make your forehead smaller? <laughs> yeah, there's like a surgery. Like I was watching something. It's like you, if your forehead's like nine inches, you could like make it down to five inches. How? I don't know. There's so many surgeries that you can do. It's unbelievable. I have a good forehead. I have, I have a solid. You have a nice forehead. Like I have a big ass forehead. Do you? But like. Yeah, I don't wear. That's what. What's why I wear a hat. <laughs> you all do always wear a hat. I know, <laughs> but yeah. I got long hair now too, so it flows out a little bit. But yeah, no, you could. You the foreheads can be smaller. Are you looking into this? No, for sure. And I already got the teeth, so I, I could. I could deal with the. I could deal with the forehead. <laughs> hey, you were telling me the pricing on the teeth during a tea time. Dear God. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's. $2,500 a tooth. That is mine. How much does insurance cover? Is that, that zilch. That's okay. cosmetic. <laughs> wow. That's, that doesn't count as dental. It's cosmetic. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, dude. Dear God. That so is a dentist. That's, that, that's insane. I didn't know. You, there's, there are, I didn't know you could do a forehead surgery. I didn't even get teeth. teeth Bro, like bad. Riggs got his eye fixed. His lazy eye fixed. I didn't know he had a lazy eye. I don't it know. Was, it, was, yeah, it was lazy as fuck. But yeah, you can get. How do you get that fixed? Zap it or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> he just gets electrocuted and he's looking straight ahead now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about today. That's good. That's good. Listen, a lot, a lot of, a lot of strange things enter people's thoughts. What? A lot, a lot that's of strange. Strange. <laughs> I am so hungover, Marty. I, this is going to be either the most entertaining podcast for people or the literal worst podcast ever produced. Because I'm, I having, just, I'm rambling. I'm not even saying co- coherent things anymore. I'm having fun, though. I don't care if they don't like it. I love it. <laughs> How many cherry bombs did we do last night? I We did at least, I think we did at least nine. You know, it was, you know, that's like, I was looking forward to last night because, um, as you know, you come to Green Run quite often. Yeah, it's very rare that I get a night where I'm not working. Yeah. Um, where I go to Green Run because I, you know, obviously when I do go to Green Rock and manage, I also consume beverages. Mm. Uh, so a lot of times I'll just take the rest of the weekend off. Like yeah, I'm, I'm over it. But last night for whatever reason, Chelsea was like in on going. Like you guys were in on doing round two, so it was like a whole thing. So you know, we went balls to the wall for a while there. It was, yeah. I again, I go in sober, and then all of a sudden. I mean, at 4 a.m., I'm eating grilled cheese and with a fall asleep in my chest. <laughs> That's how it goes every time at Green Rock. I don't know how you do it, man. Uh, listen, I've had a lot of years of practice. I am, I am good. There's also some tricks of the trade. Like, not, not with your table, but, like, when I, when you know, you see me, like, bouncing around from table to table in, on Friday nights. Yeah. A lot of times I will, like, they will take cherry bombs and mine won't have liquor in it. Oh yeah, you have to have that. Yeah, I'd be th- I'd be vomiting two hours in if I took as many shots as everyone thinks. Literally, be dead. <laughs> not coherent, not doing anything, not anything remotely. You know, God, what's the word? I can't think. It's something. Whatever. What I see it in your eyes. Your eyes that there's like the lights are on, but nobody's home. Nobody's home. <laughs> so I, I told you all day. I was like, oh, I got to do this damn podcast. I was like, thank God, Marty. <laughs> 
wants to do this. This is terrible. This is terrible. Listen, you know, tell people who you are. You do things at Barstool. Everyone knows who you are. Uh, what else you got? You're a Yankee. To be guy. honest, bro, that's like, even like last night, one of your bartenders looked at me and go, he kept looking at me. And like, I usually know, because I'm like a regular now at yeah. Grand Rock. Like people, everyone always joke, it's like they hate going there sometimes because they have to say like Marty at the door. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's got to hurt. That's got to sting your ego a little bit that you got to say Marty's in there. <laughs> and, like, the bouncers now are, like, they, like, know if I'm there or not so that the people are just using it. And <laughs> I'm like, this is this is what I want. I want to be a regular agreement. Yes. You got to get your own code word. Yes. We, I, we need that. We need that. Because I, I obviously can't announce my code word. But uh, we, we, we got to get you one. We got to get you one in the door so people know if it's really you or not. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, I, he was just staring at me. You know, it's like, do, where do I know you from? And like, it's always so hard to ask. Like, like, what am I supposed to say? I always want to say like, I'm an accountant. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking yeah. know you. I work at Barstool and I gamble. It's pretty, and college basketball. You got your, uh, someone, I, you know, when did we actually meet? That was actually the one question I came on here today with. I don't remember. I don't really remember. I know, I remember like talking to you a little bit when you would come in streaming with Jared into the office. Yes. And that's how I first met you. But like we talked for like a little bit, I think. And I think- You never streamed uh, with us though, did you? What? You never streamed with us, did you? No, I never streamed, but I would be there for like my other shit. Like I think Blackie was there too. Blackie was there, yes. With you. And then I think we went out and then I- I'm pretty sure I went to Green Rock once with somebody. They're like, let's go to Pat, this guy, Pat Light's bar. And then I ended up just coming there every Friday now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had to be what? It got to be hubs, right? Hubs been coming. Yeah, it had to be hubs or, or, cause Jared went like once. <laughs> Jared's been there. I think Jared's been there one time. Uh, and he didn't, I know he didn't bring you. He brought, and only cause the only Barcelona guy he had with him was hubs. Yeah. He didn't oh, come but yeah, there. I think I just, and then I think I just kept going and then you're like, and then we just, and we both like to drink. So I think that we just became friends because, you know, you, I come with so many people. You're like, I forget these people's name every time. But I know, I I know almost none of, the, none of the people at your table's name. <laughs> Never. Almost none. I know you, obviously, Zah, Hubs. Uh, there's, a, there's a Jack. Yeah, there's a Jack. Yeah, yeah, I know him. I know his face. I know, I know, I remember him because he followed me you know, on Twitter. Wait, wait like, one second, actually. I want to, I want to flip the script. Here. I'm going to, I want to, have you ever had a real job? <laughs> have you <laughs> yeah that's why because did you go when did you get drafted 2012 in in college did you go in college yeah what year i left my junior year and then you just went and then how long were you in the major uh, in the like the just in professional baseball i was there from 12 to 18 it got released uh late april of 18 so like right at the beginning of the season and then I, uh, about a month and a half later, I bought my first restaurant. Huh. Yeah. That's wild. I imagine you fucking like sitting behind a desk. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will do that, anything that's to like a, That's like a thing with Barstool too, because sometimes so many people like, they just come right from college into Barstool and they're like, they don't know what the fuck's going on. And I think that's why other people appreciate it more because it's like, I can't go back to that life, bro. <laughs> I mean, I've never done that life, but I would prefer. What did you do before Barcelona? <laughs> it's a funny, it's a very funny resume. So right, <laughs> right after college, I was a uh, pyramid scheme for 1,000%. <laughs> really? <laughs> I like, <laughs> I used to go to like outside the like social services and sell free cell phones. <laughs> and all you had to do was sign up, and I would get ten dollars every cell phone I get sold to sign up. <laughs> that, that was, was my first job. That was my first job, and I literally did it for a day. And I was like, my mom's like, "This is a legit period because all if I get people to sign up and have people under me, I get a percentage of theirs. Like, yep, that's a." That's a pyramid scheme. A, so really that was my spot. first day. But then I uh, I worked at NBC Sports for a little bit, like 
some bullshit job that they didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, worked for counterterrorism. Yes, I remember you telling me that. Yes, work counter. I I literally would like go to like offices and like schools and like other people. It's called the Shield Office, and I would give active shooter, active shooter like presentations. You, <laughs> yeah. That's why we're so fucked here. This is this is what America is, guys. You know what they said, bro? You know what they said? Like when you don't know and answer someone's question, you just say. Uh, every situation's different, so <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous resume I've ever heard in my entire. You went from selling cell phones in a pyramid scheme outside social services to telling counterterrorism, and then ending up in Barstool. Well, then, well, counterterrorism, and then I. Uh, well, my dad was my dad was a detective for thirty years. Okay. In, and the NYPD. So that's how I got in. And like the head of counterterrorism, like the guy who ran it, the chief of counterterrorism was like my, basically my uncle. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like in meetings with them, like with the police commissioner and like him. And I'd like make fun of the, my like uncle and people were like, what? Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> like they don't talk to him like that. But uh, I went from counterterrorism. Then I, uh, my mom's like, you got to figure your life out by 25. If you don't figure it out by 25, you need a real job. Because I was like doing stand-up comedy. I was doing, I faked I like stand-up. mad resumes. Well, I would stand up. Like stand-up comedy is really tough. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so hard, bro. I, I liked it. Like my first one, I, I thought I was Kevin Hart. Like I killed it. And then like my third one, I didn't get one single laugh and you want to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> Dude, I can't imagine trying to be a stand-up comedian. Didn't Smitty do that too? Yeah, Smitty did it. Like I remember one one time I went to it was Danger Fields in, in the city and it was like a snowstorm and all only people were there that didn't speak any English. So I was just literally talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad, dude. But then uh and then I um would fake oh, like all my resumes on and send it to like acting companies. And that's, I could, I was on House of Cards, Homeland and like History Channel and like some bullshit commercials for a while. And then I was just- You were, cool. you were in the shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, Kevin Spacey's security guard. <laughs> I, Secret saw, service. I watched House of Cards. I remember seeing you in there. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a clip after this. It's, uh, it's, I'm in two episodes. One one of them was like I was literally right behind him, and this is before he was diddling little kids. But um, yes, that that's the thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, my one scene, bro. It was thirty. It was a thirty second scene, and all I had to do was walk, and I fucked up so many times. So many times they had to stop because of me because I would keep looking in the camera. I would go the wrong way. It was, I think they started to realize we we hired a fucking moron. <laughs> you got to show me the clip. I'm, I'm, and what was the other show you're in? Uh, Homeland. And I then know. I was like really in uh, a history channel one. Like it's like the real shit of Stranger Things. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's like, it's called uh, the Montauk Chronicle or Montauk Files or something like that. And it's, uh, there's a place in Montauk where supposedly our government like takes street kids and like inject them with shit and like make them their own soldiers. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Like, you know, 11. Yeah. Like that's what, that's what supposedly our government has done. Like, like, like this true story. I don't, it's like, a, it's definitely like a, it's a conspiracy, but it's like, we went to the, place and like it's all blocked off you can't go it's sketchy as fuck i have no idea i just said yes to an acting thing and i realized i was playing a soldier in montauk being like kidnapped jeez it's I mean, wild and and if that's true i love stranger things although the last season i thought was eh. um, yeah it's it, if you could make people like that like almost like like killers it would be insane I don't, yeah. think, I don't think they would choose you. No. Uh, no, I don't think you would be on the top of the list. But uh, 
you know, maybe I, I don't really know. I've never, I've never, I don't know what the criteria is to pick a killer. Well, they, they literally would like take kids that have like no family, like no ties. They wouldn't really know they're gone. You know what I mean? That does, that you don't fit that build. No, I'd be terrible too. I like wouldn't actually, I don't know. I wouldn't be terrible. Cause like I've, I, like I said, I've been a part of so many pyramid schemes. Like I just fall for shit. <laughs> Marty. Pyramid Here. schemes are sick, bro. <laughs> easy way to make some money. Yeah, it's just fun to sell something. You have no idea what it actually is going on. <laughs> I remember in my hometown, it was it was big to do with uh, knives. Go door to door knife sales. Like, bro, I think I think everyone has like had that like offer to do that. <laughs> I never did it. Uh, you know? I never did that either. But I know you're talking about because same thing with me too. It's like kids have done that. Yeah, they come with like a rope. And they show you how cool the knife can just cut right through the rope. I'm like, do you think I need a knife that can cut through a rope? <laughs> you, you can't. You can't lie though. It's pretty sick. <laughs> sick. I don't need. Like, I'm. I'm trying to cut my chicken. And, you know, at dinner, I don't need something that's also going to cut through the pet plate that I'm, I have. Yes. Um, but yeah, after and then after that, I worked at a media company for uh, two years. Uh, Cox Media. Fuck. It was fucking terrible. Cox Media? Yeah, C-O-X. It's like a huge-ass company, but, like, it was terrible, man. <laughs> and isn't Barstool technically a media company? Yeah, technically it's a media company, I think. I don't fucking know. I have a, another question for you. Yeah, let's hear it. How many people, because I, I deal with it all the time, like, people DM me, like, oh, get me a job, do this for me. How many people do you deal with of, like, that like coming to the bar and shit and like them that i feel like people expect you to do shit for them like let them in oh. don't ever let them pay like green rock is is the most entitled group of people both both staff and and customers the most entitled group of people it's as if i'm not running a business like i'm throwing a party at my house and like everyone's yeah. coming for, you know five dollars at the door and you get a cup with for the keg like it, this is not how I'm running a business, folks. Bro, people actually—I feel like that's how people look at it. You're right. One thousand percent. People come in, and then when I don't, when I don't, when I'm not able to do something for them, they're like, you know, they get on my case. I start, I've started to yell at customers back. I'm like, go fucking, you know, you kidding me? Like, and this old guy come in. He comes in every uh, every Friday um, for dollar beers from five to eight. He's an older gentleman, very fairly nice, and uh, but he comes in. He orders like maybe four beers. Gives gives the staff five dollars and leaves. And he came in one time. He goes, "I yeah, I got to talk to you." And I'm like, "All right, man." So I like walk over to him. I was like, "How you been, man?" He's like, "I'm good." But I came here Saturday. I was like, "Yeah, how'd that go?" And he goes, "Not well." I go, "Oh, why? What happened?" And he was just like, "They didn't let me in. They said you needed a reservation." I was like, "Oh, that's true. Yeah, you need a reservation on Saturdays." And he goes, "Well, like, how am I supposed to know that?" I was like. I don't know. Like you look, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, like my bad. I didn't reach out to you and tell you you need reservations, guy. He starts getting on me about it. He goes, "I don't have a computer and I don't have a cell phone to be able to do this." I was like, "That's not my problem." Like, I was like, "You want me to hold tables for you just in case you show up because I don't know if you want to reserve table or not because you don't have a phone or a computer." Like, this guy was the it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. And that then. Even so, we'll have people. Uh, I think it was this Friday. I was I had a table reserved for someone. It ended up going to other people, and like they're regulars, so like whatever you try to help them, but like, like you get you get you get attitude about it. Like, oh, Pat, I'm here all the time. I know you're here all the time. That's why I'm doing this. You're moving because I you I give you things. You guys get yes. shit here, so you're going to move when I need you to move. But then yes. they, then they give me attitude about it. It's it's very frustrating, Marty. I understand because people, for some reason, they just think that like, even, and I feel like so many people like think they know you too. Like they like, oh yeah, we're great friends. We I could get us at whatever I want. And it's like, no, dude, like you just can't do that. <laughs> I remember the, the, remember the guy from Red Bull, Nick? I know you might actually know. I don't even know if I introduced you guys. I, I remember you. Uh, yeah, you kind of did, but. He, uh, he, he, he uh, walked outside once just to take a phone call. And he said that there there had to be at least thirteen to fifteen people come up to the door say that uh, Pat uh, yeah, I know Pat you know can I go in and, yeah and it's just like no you can't that's why we have these code words like uh, you know it's because people will be like okay call him well I don't have his number oh, you can't 
bad start. That's a really yeah. bad start. You literally can't do that. No. <laughs> That's so, why it's funny when I come up to the door because like it's some it's uh when it's like someone that I don't know, yeah, they're like it's like doesn't matter you don't know you know him i was like i swear to god i know it probably i was just just can you go get him <laughs> i'll call him and you're like yeah it's like all right because <laughs> they probably get it all fucking day well yesterday you showed up and i i had texted you because i wanted to go through the kitchen so oh, wow. i didn't see that yeah you're terrible at texting yes uh, I am. yeah but uh so yeah, I wanted you to go through the kitchen. Then all of a sudden a bouncer comes and grabs me and goes, Hey, there are two people outside. Are you waiting for them? And like, I don't want to show my face because if I show my face, then I, and, and maybe they are regulars or what have you. Now I'm gonna, now I feel obligated to let you in. Yep. And I'm a nice person. I'm a, you know, I'm you a, feel bad. Yeah. So what am I going to say? No, sorry. Shut the door. Uh, <laughs> like, so like I, I go out there. So I don't know if you actually saw this, but Actually, I'm sure you, I'm almost positive you didn't. You know when you're walking into Green Rock mm-hmm. and you have the windows right there, right? On the left side, I because the curtains are closed. On the left side, I just like peeked my head around the curtain to see who it was that was out there saying my name, and then it was you. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good, they're good, they're good. Let <laughs> me look come in. No, yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> but dude, that's like what people with Barstool too, bro. Like I get so many DMs every day. It's like. Bro, if I if like I swear to God I'm funny, I'll do so much. I'm like, dude, that it doesn't like work like that. We're at an age now where like you can literally not say anything, just tag me in like videos that you do or like something yes. funny, and that's how you get a job. Like that's I got lucky. I don't know what to tell you. I, I sent an email, drunk as fuck, to Barstool for Barstool Idol about like because in. House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, like, asked me how I peel my bananas, like, on the side. It was very odd, and I was, I was like, he does it from uh, the bottom. There's no strings. It's actually very – it's quite – Yeah, I do it from the bottom, too. It's a great advice, to be honest. Yes. Two weeks later, he came out with that other news and made a lot more sense. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, like, sent a drunk-ass email, and I went to Barcelona, and I fucking lost, but, like, nowadays dude you could just do so much shit like there's so many people that aren't aren't like involved with anyone they fucking blow up on like tiktok or youtube or anything bro yeah yeah you don't really need to be barcel i always I like i think we've talked about this barcel is like a fast forward button if you're good yeah. they'll make you known very much more rapidly than you will on your own um so but at the end of the day you know, you, you know there's parts of it like i can't i'm very i mean, I, I don't like listening to people Mm-hmm. Um, so like, especially like you get into this is, is setting, I'm not saying this is what happens at Barstool, but you get into like a corporate setting where I better like, um, respect you as my boss. Otherwise I'm not going to want to take your advice. Like when you tell me to do something, I'm going to go, no. And that's bad. Uh, yeah. I did it in baseball. Like when my, when pitching coaches come up to me and tell me something, they, they said, they, they would tell me to do something. I'm just like, no, that's not good advice. <laughs> that's terrible. Didn't, didn't you do that with uh, in the Pirates? Like the oh, you yeah, didn't I like Pirates. What? I got after it with the Pirates. Yeah, because I I think was it Jameson Tyon that was just telling us that, like you like didn't want to show out your like your splitter or something yeah, to so them. He he called it. He, he talked about uh, which I actually was surprised he remembered. He called it Splitty Nash. <laughs> uh, because we used to be and this other guy AJ Shugel. Um, he had a great changeup. My splitter was really good. So it was like splitting nation, combi nation, which combio is, you know, that you shouldn't, yeah, yeah. you're a professional baseball player. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a thing. I had a, they were big on analytics and I had a thing where, uh, they, uh, I told one of the guys to go get me like my splits on my splitter. So, you know, you know, lefty righty stuff, you know, what appeal batting off me versus what people bat off my fastball, things like that. Right. And I had terror. I was losing my fastball command. I was all domed up and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I felt like I was throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball that could kill someone because I didn't know where it was going anymore. So I was trying to throw other things. Um, like that's what they're doing right now. Glass now out in Tampa. Like there's a reason why he's throwing a cutter now in majority time rather than his fastball, because his fastball is goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I did that. And my, my, my numbers, 
with my splitter. My, I think people were batting like 290 off my fastball, like <laughs> something crazy. And my splitter, people were batting. I, I think lefties were batting like 110 off my splitter and right, uh, righties or no, and left, whatever it was, was batting like 087. Jeez. It was just stupid numbers. Uh, so I was like, fuck my fastball. Like I'm going to throw my splitter all the time. Maybe and never throw a fastball again. Never. Dude, I, I went out there. The first time I did it, I threw like 90% splitters and struck out all three guys in the inning. I was like, figure this one out. So here comes the big leagues. Cy Young right now. Here we go. And Wait, when did you, when did you lose control? Like when did that happen? If your fastball, like when you just like, cause it's just, it just happens. I don't know. It's, you can't explain it. It's just 2015 with the Red Sox. Yeah. 2015. Uh, I was, I just moved to a reliever. I was throwing like way harder. Uh, so I like, used to be back in the day, I would throw like 91, like 93 miles an hour. And then like, if I got like an O2 fastball up in the zone or something like that, I just throw a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they moved me to the pen and it was like, Hey, we want you to throw a hundred all the time. And it wasn't just wasn't sustainable. Like I didn't, I should have dialed it back um, to gain control of the fastball. Like I look back at my career now and I'm just like, I wonder why I lost control. And I realized that I was throwing way hard. Like think I was not supposed to control. Like you don't see any guys throwing a hundred that with, with Greg Maddox command. No, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, so like I should dial it back and I probably would have played a little bit longer. There were some coaches that, that hurt me as well. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, there's always fucking coaches that they know, think they know more save situation in Gwinnett, which is triple A for Atlanta. And I hadn't blown a save yet. Uh, I just been moved to a closer role like three months earlier. I, I played like a month and a half in, in double a got immediately promoted to triple a the Red Sox sucked that year. So they were already talking about bringing me up. Uh, and, uh, I blew a save in Gwinnett after like two walks and a, a couple hits, like ground, like ground balls through the holes. It wasn't good hits. And my coach talked to me like the next day for like 45 minutes. And the only thing we talked about were walks. And from that point on, like I was teetering, like I was still like, my fastball command was not, was like, eh. So I was, I wasn't like locked in right now, but from that point on, I lost it. And Just then nothing. Like, nothing nothing home i was going up there being like who the hell knows where this is gonna go and then i went to uh, winter ball and played with alex cora out in puerto rico regained it a little bit enough to make it to the big leagues in 2016 and pitched that year in 16 and then i went to the, the pirates and the pirates were i was went back they gave me they stopped like having so much faith in it so like they, they got me back to teetering and then they traded me to seattle and seattle is a is a fucking nightmare uh, of an organization uh, and you're seeing some of it right now being played out in front of everyone. Um, I mean, they're the worst. That, oh. It's a terrible organization. They, they have guys like they have like farm uh, like a farm director or something like that that was like uh, who like never played past like middle school baseball, but he coached a community college once or some shit like that. I was like, this is the guy you hired, and I'm supposed to listen, take a pitching advice from this guy. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! True, it's unbelievable. So. Uh, Anyway, yeah, they were terrible. And then I just spiraled hard. Yeah, that's when I did I ever tell you I started drinking in the bullpen? No. I used to used to bring a scotch out with me to the on days I was live. And if I thought I was gonna pitch, I'd have the scotch to calm my nerves. I sucked so bad to calm my nerves and let me throw. I actually stopped walking people, but instead of throwing 95, I was throwing like 88. You're pitching drunk. <laughs> I know. So that, that didn't work out. Uh, and then my last game of ever was like the biggest yips game of my life. Got home, we get, went back to Tacoma. They released me, and I was like, "See ya." Just you just knew it. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy Green Rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's worked out for you. Yeah, you don't, you don't quite make as much money at Green Rock as you as you do in Major League Baseball. But listen, we're we're living. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, bro. Like, it, some organizations really really do suck, and we like no one knows it unless obviously like you're in it. Like even I was talk, I would talk to. Uh, oh fuck! Did my mic just go out? Yeah, you're back now. All right. Um, I was talking. This is gonna sound crazy, but I, I was in Florida and I was talking to Jose Batista, right? <laughs> playing. I was playing top golf because I was my one of my good like best friends was Stroman's manager, and like they lived together, and I would we just go out with them all the time, and. He's a crazy person, Stroman. But 
He's a great guy. I love like he always great to me. It's crazy a little bit, but we uh, we're playing uh, top golf and Jose Batista. I'm like, I should not be here. It was like Stroman, Devin Travis, uh, fucking uh, Devin Travis, the man. But we're just talking. He's like, yeah, the Blue Jays like they kind of don't like when you're likable almost like they don't like when like you're you out like you're outspoken person and like have a little bit of like edge to you or like like Strowman and Batista like they don't they almost like want to squeeze you out because then they have to pay you (laughs) which is like crazy to think about it's like you think you'd want that in an organization but you don't and he said they do a lot of shady shit to Blue Jays but I have no idea (laughs) I never, a lot of organizations do. It's it's crazy the things. I remember when I was playing in Boston, uh, I was in, I was in high A for the Red Sox, and remember when all the like the real big concussion stuff was coming out about the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was about like 2014. It's similar time where it was it was, had like a spike and people were talking about it. And all of a sudden one day, like um, my agent was Scott Boris, and and their Scott's rule was anything they have you they ask you to sign, just take a quick picture to us. Send it to us and we'll let you know. He's like, 99% of the time, it's just normal stuff. And we just say, yeah, go ahead and sign it and move on, right? This time, so I, I just did it. They handed something out and I was like, I'm sending this out. So I, so like now I'm getting shit in the clubhouse because guys are like, bad. Oh, well, Boris guys can't sign anything. Like, you kidding me? Like, blah, 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 like giving me shit. The Scott came back, not Scott himself. My guy with Scott goes, wait, hold on, hold on. This has to go to Scott. <laughs> Scott's involved. It's a, it's a big deal. Yep. So I was like, I, t- I went to my trainer who was doing the, doing, doing the whole thing. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, like, apparently like Bort Scott is going to get involved in this. And he's like, wait a minute, what? And so now the ball is rolling. I'm uncomfortable because I'm a high baseball player. I shouldn't be making stirs like this. No. And uh, what they had late, they went sent to their legal team. They got the players association involved. Uh, because they were trying to get minor league guys to sign away their rights so they couldn't be couldn't sue Major League Baseball after they're done playing if stuff stuff like the concussion stuff came up post their careers. That's fucking wild. Wild. Because like not reading your contract. Your your mic went out again. I can hear you, but your mic went out. You know you're not reading your contract. No. So and then the entire team signed it. I was the only one sitting there not signing it. And our farm, you know, Boston's farm director was in town. So like, you don't want to, you know, all of a sudden he's calling me into his office. I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. And like, and I was like, you guys better be right about this. And so, and again, it came back. The trainer ended up apologizing to me. The farm director apologized to me because they didn't know that this came from like John Henry. Like this came from the yeah. Um, so they were all like just as upset as I was. Well, I really wasn't that upset, but just as upset, you know, that this had happened. And they felt like they all, I remember the trainer told me, like, I felt used. I felt like they were using me to get you guys to sign away your rights because they, I, they, cause we trust him. And it was a whole big thing. It ended up, the, the trainer ended up like going to the clubhouse and shredding them, all the signs, all the ones that people had signed, started shredding them. I like that guy. Dude. <laughs> It was, it became a real thing. And I was in the forefront of it. Which and was- you were just the start of it. You just, you just, you caused a lot of problems for them. I, dude, I stir the pot. Like you wouldn't believe and this is probably why I'm out of baseball and not bringing it far. Yes, for sure. <laughs> a pot stir. There's I, I, I enjoy doing it, but I find myself in these situations a lot. And I just don't want to be there. It's like, don't even know how you got into it, but you find yourself there a lot. I, mean, I said, same thing happened in Pittsburgh, spring training. They asked me to do the Omega wave. What's his face? He was talking about Italian. Or James. Yep. And yeah. And I said, I know like, I was uncomfortable about it. And they like pressured me into it. And like, next thing you know, there's a fucking meeting with the entire organization <laughs> in the clubhouse about what they did to me. Like and is that when is that when Gary Cole stood yeah. up for you? Yeah, I, I I remember I told you I was taking I was taking oh, I didn't mean I didn't tell you I mean I told Hubs but I was like taking a nap and I got woken up uh, by my phone going off <clears throat> and uh, it was it, it, I didn't know the number but I answered it and uh, he's like Pat I was like yeah was like it's Garrett I was like Cole it's <laughs> like yeah I go. Oh, oh, uh, hey man, what's what's up? He's like, hey, so I hope I hope I'm not bothering you. I was like, no, can't bother me. Literally, anything you need right now. Shoot I'll- up my apartment. Yeah, you wouldn't bother. I'd be okay. I'm sorry, Garrett. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. So he called me. Then I you know, it turned into a whole thing. Um, 
some of the veteran guys were like going around the clubhouse, like taking down their like the the strength strength staff stuff. For like, was this in like the middle of the season? No, this is spring training. I'd been there for a week, <laughs> and um, it's now Pat's in the forefront again of this stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I just don't. I just I'm, there's no way this team's gonna like me after this. <laughs> you ever think about like? Like it's like me now, like I, I have some, like I've regularly talked to like these athletes that I like have always like looked up to and like they're the coolest people. Now I'm like legit just friends, but like they ever look like, like you should not be a person that's been talking to Garrett Cole. Yes. <laughs> like I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't be FaceTiming Terrence Ross about NBA top shot. Like that just should not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think about it all the time too. And people talk to me about stuff, and I'll say things uh, like about Mookie Betts. Like uh, the, the you know, I have one story about Mookie where he drove my golf cart into a lake, and uh, and I'd be like telling the story, and I would like because it's, it's Mook. Like, I, just, yeah. I, I came up with that guy in the minor leagues. I know Mookie, and I was just like, yeah, Mook was doing this. Like Mook, like M- Mookie Betts, and they're like what how are you and then i'll in the back of my head i'm like that's true and he might be one of the best baseball players of all time and i'm just you know casually talking about him i was like that that's weird i own it's a like ball. literally like mike trout mookie Betts. <laughs> like we were talking i do it all the time too because like because you we don't like i don't now i don't look i just like that's just my boy you know and it's like but then you're talking to my friend who's grew up with me knows i'm an idiot it's like dude that's not a normal thing uh-uh. like he kevin hayes just scored a goal he shouldn't be texting you about the word naked and baked or it's the same word but one different letter <laughs> very true just like right. kansas and arkansas it makes zero sense it, it doesn't make any sense it's true it does. but yeah right, man. it's it's crazy the, the world i mean i'm i was um uh looking at your your before i was looking at like how many followers you have on instagram and twitter uh, which, by the way, you need to start posting about me more often. So I didn't. Uh, but you got, I mean, what's, what do you have on Twitter? You have like a quarter million? Um, Twitter, I got, uh, let me see. 208. 108? 208. 208. And, and Instagram, like 118. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I got, I, you know, I'm over here. I got 25. I'm like, yeah, that's right. And then I'm talking to Marty and I'm like, motherfucker, I, I, I got to start posting more TikToks. I don't even know. Like, I look at it sometimes, like, I don't, because I forget a lot, because I really am, like, people always think, like, Mari's got a shtick. That's my struggle right now. Mari, everyone's, oh, Mari's pretending to be dumb. Mari's doing this. It's like, they, it's almost like, like, nice, though, because you must think I'm really fucking smart to try and pull all this off for three, two years now, just to pretend to be dumb. (laughs) But like, I sometimes look, I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Because that's another misconception. When when I first started at Barstool, I was like, I'm going to get so many followers. I had like 10, I had like 8,000 followers for the first six months. Like I had nothing going for me at all. I can't, I can't write. I'm a terrible writer. Um, they so, actually asked. blog at all? No, I actually blogged once three days ago about Mr. Krabs being a scumbag. That's, that's my blogging. But uh, I like, you thought like when you get Barstool behind you, people like, Oh, I'm just going to follow him. Not the case, <laughs> not the case at all. Cause we weren't even as big as we are now when I first started, but they asked me fucking one guy asked me to be a producer. He's like, I don't think it's really working. The content side is not really working for you. Do you, you want to be like a producer? I, I like was making a transition into it. <laughs> really? Yeah. What like I literally like, what? What took off for you? Uh, to be honest, it was one, it was one month. It was a, it actually a, in February, I fought in rough and rowdy and won. And then after rough and rowdy, I like exposed this ref of like fucking, he like did he, uh, the buzzer went off and they didn't even look at it and they scored a basket and like the uh, something with the spread was fucked up and I lost. So I deep dove into it and I got the NCA like change a rule. And like that is when everything went nuts. And then to be honest, I would sit three days a week in my basement in my mom's house and just literally sit there with my bird for eight hours just streaming gambling. 
And like, I kind of like grew this little base of people that's always coming. It's like crazy. My bird flew into the wall, like crazy shit was happening. And then it just blew up from there. Barcelona's a weird place too. Like when you, when you get a little bit of likeness, you go on every show. Really? <laughs> like when you're new, like every show is asking you to come. Like I went on Coley's podcast, Mixtape was my first one. And then like more people hear about it because they're like, it is like, it's even like someone that's listening now, like doesn't know who I am. Like, they're just like, there's so many facts that they just learned. And it's like, you need to learn more. And then it, I don't know. It was fucking crazy how fast it happened too. Cause again, I thought I was going to have no followers and be a producer. I was cutting up audio for podcasts. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you know, I, 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 I always said like the guys, the guys that have come to green rock, right. You've been there. Uh, Jared's been there. Hubs is there. Uh, Big Ev. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Dana's been there. Glenny. Uh, Glenn, Glenny's, Glenny's, Glenny's. Glenny's a regular now. Glenny loves the place. Zaz's been there. Um, I'm trying to think if anyone else has been. But the I always say, like, who, who I get asked for a lot. Because now people I mean, people associate Barcelona with me now. I think a lot of people think I work there. I don't work there. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so you know, they start asking me. The, I always said that I get asked for the most. Obviously, like Dave, yeah. wants you know, hey, I've never met Dave once in my life, so I don't, I don't, I don't. You guys, let me just call him up. Be like, yeah, I want you. Why don't you come to Green Rock? Take some cherry bombs. Um, <laughs> Imagine Dave taking cherry bombs. <laughs> he would leave so fast. <laughs> he makes too loud. Uh, actually, he's a club guy, so he probably would love it. He's a club guy. He's a huge club guy. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but he goes to the clubs where it's like he's sitting next to Tiger. Like, yeah. <laughs> I ever tell you, I was to a club once right after my, um, right after my, I was, done, I was done playing for Minnesota. My brother was the strength coach for the Lakers. So I uh, hopped on a plane and flew to LA after our season. And I went and had like a little, like a weekend of fun, right? Mm-hmm. I went out to this, as I pulled, obviously, I pulled up, pulled some Boris Connects. And got myself into um, the what's the name of this uh, club? Uh, I can't remember the, uh, the Warwick. Mm-hmm. And I'm s- sitting there. Yeah, I get first off. You want to hear? Let's let's dive into this story, Marty. I don't know how long we've been podcasting for, but we got to do this. Oh, yeah. I like you. Uh, but <laughs> we, I was I pulled, so I pull into the club right, and huge line down the thing, and I I get like a black black Escalade to. to to drive us over there. Like I'm, it's like, you know, the whole spiel. You did the whole thing. Of course. And I pull up and you see every, uh, everyone online immediately pulls out their camera to see who's coming out of the black Escalade. No, no one spectacular guys, just me. But so they, so we walk in and then this girl who's walking us to our table goes, uh, by the way, uh, do you remember the, um, do you remember the, uh, what's, what's the name of the show? It was like uh, the Travis Kelsey love show. He did like a reality TV show. What did you say? I watched it. Yep. You did watch it. Like, I, I, was, I watched it. Yeah. I forget, yeah. What, forget what it was called. Uh, but anyway, so I did that or whatever. And they go, by the way, you know, there are uh, like 10 girls at your table from who, from this show. Um, this is the direct quote. Whenever you're done with them, just tell us and we'll bring you a new 10. <laughs> Swear to you. I was like, what do you? What do you done mean? With done with them? What like, am I gonna do? It's like I'm, I'm in a club. What are you talking about? So they were. Really, so, I'm not even be able to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that was really uncomfortable. Uh, but all right, I don't know what people do at this place. But <laughs> I'm coming to have a few. Do I have to fuck all these girls. <laughs> so. I sit down at the table. The girls introduce themselves to me, whatever. I don't care. Um, which, by the way, they watch to see who um, puts the credit card down because that's who they're going for. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, it's all about the moolah. So anyway, I look to my right. The table to my right was Kendra Wilkinson. Okay. And all of them. Not the table directly to my left, but the table over from that was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I was just like, where am I? <laughs> I played for the Minnesota Twins. And yeah, yeah, that's also true. The Minnesota Twins is even funnier. I 
have a relief. I have a middle reliever for the Minnesota Twins who just pulled off an 11 ERA. Like, why am I here? Wait, who did you? Who are you there with that you knew? My brother and that's it. My brother and like his like our boys, like some of my friends. So we're like there was like five guys. I would, I'll show you the picture when we get offline of the of the crew that I'm with. But that's because I that also like that's a problem that Dave has. Like, well, it's not a problem, but like he'll go to a club sometimes and it's just like him and like ten girls. He has no buffer zone. Like he just got to talk. To, I need a buffer zone. To go out. Like I need someone like I'm comfortable with just to be like. I can just talk not like anything to if I don't. So I'm not like on my phone or I have to keep a conversation with someone for two hours. I can't do that. No. So I would, I wouldn't enjoy that myself because I don't want, I don't want to talk to them the whole time. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I don't want that. I'd want my friends there and then I'll have the girls there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just remember this and being, that was, that was, I mean, it was a really fun night. I actually uh, brought my luggage to the Warwick and uh, took my left, left Warwick like four in the morning, had a 6 a.m. flight uh, back to uh, Hoboken or Newark Airport, but to get to Hoboken because the off season. And uh, uh, it was a phenomenal flight. But two flight, two, the two, uh, two rows behind me was Anne Hathaway. Which, wait, Anne Hathaway's flying Delta? <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, was that Catwoman right there? What the hell is that? That's the more shocking news that was, she's flying Delta. <laughs> yes. I was like, what is like, where, where am I? And because uh, I, the way I found out was because there was a baby crying and I turned around and it's this guy trying to do it. And I was like, the mom's not doing shit. And I'm just like, all right, well, whatever. And then I can look at the mom being like, you know, are you? I didn't like give her like a dirty look. I'm not giving Anne Hathaway a dirty look, but I <laughs> looked at the mom and was just like, what's going to happen here? And I was like, wait a minute. Is the mom Anne Hathaway? <laughs> it's like mind blown. I'm like, I just, well, all right, whatever. I'm going. I'm going to Green Rock. I'm over this. Like, this is unbelievable. Oh, that is a wild weekend, right? <laughs> wild week. And then I kept the party going in New York City. And again, it was like I saw Leonardo DiCaprio again. And we're we're like, oh, by the way, at that party at the Warwick, the lady brings me to Leo Leo's table, and. And it's like it's Leo wearing, by the way, wearing that like old school newspaper boy hat that he. Yep. I didn't. I thought that was just a shtick on his movies. No, nope, he doesn't. Um, so he's. We go. I'm like standing at the table, and like the way these things that have worked in my past have always been. The person bringing me to the table is the intro. I don't go up to Leo myself and be like, "Hey, I'm Pat." You yeah. know, I I throw a lot of splitters in my spare time, but you're supposed to make the intro. She didn't make the intro. So now I'm just oh, standing no. there and I'm like, well, why are you not, why are you not introducing me? And so his couple of Leo's friends come over to me and are like talking to me like, Oh, that's cool. That's sick. You play baseball, like blah, 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 like chat me up and all that stuff. And then that conversation kind of dies and the girl never introduced me to Leo. So I was just like, like I'm not standing there uncomfortable. No. That's not what I'm there for. So I walk. That's like the worst type of people too. Like when, when you go up to someone, like when they're like, oh, oh, Marty, what's going on? And then it's like 10 minutes later, you're still there. It's like, all right, what's going on? Here? <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was a wild, a wild. So essentially, you're just, you're just best friends with Leo. That's why I tell people. I, yeah. I mean, you should. You were at two clubs with them. Technically, I always say that I drank with Leonardo DiCaprio, which by the technical definition, I did. For sure. You for sure did. I for sure did. Do you think being a middle reliever, um, above average pitcher is probably one of the best jobs to have because you don't have to deal with, like, you're not really a celebrity. You kind of just, you could just walk, do whatever you want, make millions of dollars, and, like, no one really know exactly who you are unless you're, like, a like a diehard fan of the team. I mean, it depends what your goal is. If you don't want to be, I mean, everyone talks about what the best, the best uh, job in sports is backup quarterback, right? Or third shooter, yeah. you're making a bank just to stand there with an earpiece. Yeah, um, Blake Bortles right now is, has one of the best jobs. Yeah, and it's not even <laughs> close. Uh, but it, it depends what you're looking for. Like, I, there's a lot of people out there that want that fame. Um, like, I push hard on social and stuff like that because I think it's a good place to make some extra money. For sure. Uh, but like, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, specifically, I see a lot of these young young kids getting huge on TikTok. And I'm like. You know, you got, and then all of a sudden, like, like the D'Amelios, right? Charlie and Dixie, right? It, as big as it gets. And, like, they were normal girls 
you know, when I first saw them on TikTok for the first time, and now they get these like weird streaks in their hair. Like yep. all of a sudden, I'm like, are you like, what's what path are they about to go down right now? They were just normal girls that danced. Well, Dixie's horrible at dancing, but just normal girls. And now all of a sudden, they're they're wearing like weird streaks. They look like they're so LA now. It's like weird. Bro, it happens even like it ha- sometimes it happens at like a little bit of barstool because most of the time it's like we really don't have many talents <laughs> like like I, and it's weird because when you get a following you do kind of feel like cool it's like everyone everyone says they don't want to be famous they don't want to deal with it that's a lie i don't care what you want it's like no, no matter what you would want to be famous like that's just a lie <laughs> but once you get like your first like when, when the people like coming up to you, you're like you kind of got a little bit of an ego, but then like, you gotta smash it away. I, I, I remember at one point I was like, I didn't, I just said something and I was like, Nope, I got to Nope. Done. I got to take the ego out back. Cause people are going to hate me, yeah. <laughs> but people sometimes can't get rid of it. They feel entitled. And that's the problem. It's greener. I don't think it's very, I don't think it's very hard to be a nice fella. I don't think it is either. Like you talk about some people, uh, you know, me and you have spoken about, you know, people that are, are are quite famous that might are very egotistical. Like, I don't think if I ever got to that level of fame that I might like my, I would just be like an asshole to people. Like I, yeah. I think I'd still be normal to people. I think that's, that's the, it's so, it's so literally easy just to be like normal and nice to people and like, just take care of them it's you don't have to be over i don't need to be in your business all day being like hey you okay like not like that shit being like just be normal i don't get why people can't do that like don't think you're better than anybody else yeah i don't get it either i don't get why people are um like like for example i won't say that i well actually will it was um because it was the day jared was there it was jared and uh we had like a group there was a group there and uh, these a couple of the girls that had come with Jared um, had bigger, you know, they're, they're nice girls, but they were kind of feeding into that, you know, ego world. And they, I remember they said they, uh, they came up to me and asked me to uh, kick someone out because they were taking pictures of them. And I was just like, I, I mean, they're allowed to take pictures of things at the bar. Yeah. Like, I can't not, I can't I'm gonna just kick someone out for that. And um, then later someone got aggressive with it. So I did kick that person out. But like, I, it was just so weird to me that I was like, you, you, your following is purely social media. This person's following is purely social media because she posts her bum on, on, <laughs> on Instagram all the time. And guys like that. So you get a gain of following, but like your e- your, what's your ego? You don't have skills. Exactly. That's it's even if you did have skills though, I don't care. It's like, and yeah, they're like coming up to you, like sticking a phone in your face. Like, yeah, you could ask that, but like, people do it all. Like, and I'll, if someone asks you a picture, you just take it, be nice, and go. You have no idea. That's another cool thing. Like, some people reach out, being like, I listened to this. They had a ter- terrible day, and it turned me around. List like that's the cool shit. Yeah. That's the stuff I do like because like you never know what the fuck's going on. But that's why I hate people with egos. Where it's, it's like, dude, you have two hundred thousand followers. Okay what the fuck does that do for me? It's like, yeah, people know you. Good. Yeah. But just have a conversation. <laughs> yes, it is. It, 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 and people, I mean, it's always, people will always be like that. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's the nature of the business when you get some of these people that, that, you know, get these followings and are assholes about it. And you just, they're, you know, it, it's, it's not, I mean, you had a few pictures yesterday at Green Rock. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, You're I, do it almost, I do it a lot, but I, I also, cause I'm still like, I can't believe this person actually wants a picture of me. <laughs> like, it's just, you, are you confusing you with someone else? Yeah. Like I know myself. I am not like, you don't want to like me. <laughs> just unfollow me. I'm not sure. What Isn't doing. it weird though when people like come and ask for your picture? Like I'm, I've had it happen to me at Green Rock a couple times and it's, and it's, un, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. So I'm so used to it now, but like the worst is actually the ones where they just stare at you and look at their phone. Like, all right, maybe that is him. And they keep staring at you. And it's like, just ask or just be like, just stop looking at me. Yeah. Cause you see the eyes and you don't, and then you don't want to sound like you have an ego. Like that guy knows who I am. It's like that guy's just staring at me. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, have you ever gotten, this might just be a baseball thing. 
but did you have you ever had someone ask to take a picture with you, you you accept and then they pull up their phone to take a picture of just you yes yes how, how uncomfortable is that the big thing that happens to me is that they have their girlfriend or whatever take a picture of me with the person and then right after they videotape me like dance monkey like say something yes. it's like hey tell me a bet or tell me this i'm like i'll do it. i don't give a fuck but it's just like awkward yes. <laughs> but the one good thing is when you meet someone you could say something not funny at all they'll laugh doesn't you matter <laughs> like i know it's not funny but like they're like they just die laughing yes no i, yeah. I just say bastard or rat no they they just shit themselves <laughs> You love those. You call me like a rat bag or something. You called me yeah. something ridiculous the other day. And I was like, what? Yeah, no, that's that's my that's when you know I like you. When I start really going out, like if dude, it's just funny adding anything to adding bag to anything is so funny. <laughs> like rat bag, schmo bag, uh fucking can bag. It's just funny. A lot of bags. A lot of bags, Marty. I just love the bags. <laughs> As you are a special human being. <laughs> I'm so such a simple person. Yeah. I don't think I bought, I was thinking, that we, I was doing an ad today for one of my podcasts. And they're like, one of the things it said was like the average person in like the 60s would buy 25 things a year. And now it's like seven, like not including food, just like buying things. Right. I don't think I, I don't buy anything. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I don't like, I, li- I just realized like, I don't like many things. Like I don't like people have like love getting shoes. People love like getting clothes all the time. Like I just wear whatever I have. I don't think I buy any. The last thing I bought was, uh, I don't even, I buy those top shots. Those, the NBA top shots. What are those? You mentioned them earlier. What are, what, I don't know what they are. It's like, uh, it's virtual trading cards for the NBA. It's fucking crazy. I bought a $9 pack and people have gifted me. So I spent $9. It, they're worth $1,000 already. It's crazy. It's like the new thing, dude. It's taken off. Like Jake fucking Logan Paul's, it's called DFW or something or D, I don't know, bro. There's so many crypto things and so many things that I don't understand that I'm just trying to make money off of. <laughs> And yeah, Logan Paul's. I saw a video today with Logan of uh, Pokemon cards. Yeah, he's Pokemon. He sold something the other day for three million dollars. God bless him. Okay. And then and people call him dumb. It's like you don't make that money. And and like people like with social media, like they, everyone thinks they could do it. It's way more than you think. <laughs> oh my! Honestly, man, I I put put a lot more effort in it in the last like year and a half or so. Uh, Hey, it is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then, and then you know, I don't post a TikTok one day and I feel like I'm an asshole. Like, yes. well, you, you even try, Pat? <laughs> but then, like, Instagram, too. Like, now, like, because I remember before, like, when we, when I didn't work for Barstool, if you posted, like, one or one post uh, every other day or something, that's way too much. Like, you, you don't want to be, like, if I had to post five things in a week, I'd be like, this guy's annoying me. But now I know I have to, and I almost feel bad when I have to post. <laughs> I actually saw a TikTok of yours before we came on while I was waiting for you. It was hilarious. Oh, you were giving, uh, you were having, you were the Chick Fil A guy giving the finger. Yeah, that's why I like TikTok because I could do my humor, like what I think's funny, and just throw it. And I don't give a fuck. It's well, just the, TikTok. The crazy thing about TikTok, and this is why I'm cool posting that constantly is because they don't just send it to your followers like Instagram does. Mm-hmm. They send it out and they and Instagram does that now with Reels, but they like your TikTok could take off, you know, a, 2 weeks from now, 3 weeks yes. from. Now. Yes. It's like I woke up the other day with a Reel and the Reels that's why I know Reels are doing the same thing because all of a sudden I I got like a notification from Reels like, "Oh, you're real, just hit 50,000 plays or views." And I was just like, well, the one I just posted that was cool." It's <laughs> like, like you know, Reels is, wasn't it? Reels is great. Like if you like want Instagram growth, like that shit. Yes. Like even like those small little gambling videos get over a hundred thousand views and like, they're not that funny. They're not, they're not anything. And they, it's just like, people love it though. That no. makes no sense. No. Well, the thing was, I, I don't, I was, you know, that guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Yeah. 
he always said that uh, when you when someone like Instagram, something as powerful as Instagram, like comes out with like a new feature, use it because they're going to try to get they're going to the people that are using it, they're going to try to promote. So like you'll go get way further out just by doing. I used to post like the first times reels came out, and I posted a couple of reels. It would get like ten thousand views in a matter of like a minute. So fast. Like that's now what I think about. TikTok did, bro. I think TikTok it took off so much because normal people were getting on. And I think that like when you first start, they like blew your shit up. So you're like, I can be so famous. Yes. And then it just stops. But I think that's what they did because one of, a couple of my first ones got like millions of views. I'm like, I'm going to be the most famous man alive. <laughs> and then now I get like 8,000 views. <laughs> but there's nothing worse. I had a TikTok once. It was so embarrassing. I posted it. And I don't, I don't, I, you know, a lot of times you put effort in these TikToks or like these views and you're, and then you, then it does terrible and you're like, what, what, I'm yep. like 30, Pat. <laughs> I mean, you sit yourself down, look yourself in the mirror. You're 30, Pat. You're 30. Stop posting these TikToks. <laughs> Ring light, Pat. Like, can, can you please, can you, can you please do something better with your life? Um, but it's yeah, yeah. Things that you don't put effort in blow up. I know, Marty. I know. I put, <laughs> I put an effort into one of these. And you know, you look back after like let's say uh, you post it, and then you look back like maybe five minutes later to check like the views and see how it's going. And I, I look back after five minutes once, and it was at zero. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I closed the app and everything. I was like, oh, that's gotta be wrong. <laughs> closed the app, came back, refreshed, zero. Even I, your followers didn't want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember posting. Or going back, like later, coming back, like twenty minutes later, and it was still at zero. I was like, TikTok has told me this is shit. You absolutely never, never post something like this again. I fucking love. It. I would have deleted it so fast. I would have deleted the app. I would have deleted <laughs> everything if I saw zero. It's so embarrassing. And that's the thing is, like TikTok. I don't. I only have like I don't know how many followers I have on TikTok, but I have a small, a very small amount. Um, and uh, like I post, like I am so more incentivized to post on Instagram because my 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 same like TikTok in real, my TikTok my, will get me like let's say fifteen hundred views or something like that, and then my real will go get like thirty thousand. And I'm like, why am I even bothering with TikTok? Yeah. TikTok's so fucking frustrating, dude. It is, it is frustrating. I actually have a couple good ones in my drafts. So I should post later. It's something <laughs> a good day to post. I haven't posted on Sunday. It's also addicting too, because you just know it could blow up, and it's like it's just I could be on TikTok for fucking hours, dude. I know. I, w- I woke up one day and I had like it'd say like I had like you know five hundred new followers and something and this and like and, and, you know whatever it was. One of my TikToks did really well, and I was just like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> You walk around with such a bit different aura that day. You're like, man, I'm so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm a man. Walk out to my kitchen. Be like, Sean, my brother's name, Sean. Sean, I'm famous. It is. I'm done. I'm done with this life. I'm going to move to the penthouse. Yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bro, I got to be honest. I totally forgot we were on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I legit did. I was like, it, something just hit. I was like, why do they have a mic in front of his face? <laughs> Shit, that's a see. That's why, dude. When you go into a podcast with no plan, it's better sometimes. <laughs> I had so I had reviews on my podcast. I actually have a good amount of reviews on it. I'm pretty happy about it. But this lady, I assume her name, her username was Pod Woman, <laughs> and she gave me a one star review. <laughs> and she said, similar to this podcast, she said. Uh, he said, like, no, no structure, just talks and that's going for no real plan of why he's talking about this. And I was like, Bro. you know, maybe I should sit down and write something now. You <laughs> have to really, really hate something to sit down and write a review about someone's podcast. I agree. I agree. I'm happy she gave it a chance. I'm just wrong. I'm curious. Like, I doubt any of my, my fan, like the people on my, my followers on Twitter and Instagram, I doubt any of them, which is the majority of the people listening to my podcast, will come over and give me a bad review. So I'm curious how this lady found my podcast and hated yeah. it so much that she decided to leave a bad review. I always wonder that. Like, how did she stumble upon your yeah. podcast? Yeah, there's, I don't know if there's like a discovery page on Apple Podcasts. I don't, I don't think there is. I mean, I'm not on the, on, I don't really use it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how she came across mine. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's so it's so funny too. Like different platforms. Like first of all, this new Clubhouse shit. People love me. Like Clubhouse, people love me. Instagram, they like me, but they call they think I'm the worst gambler in the world, which I am. Go Twitter is a dumpsifier. Go kill yourself. I love you. Either one. Mm-hmm. And then like YouTube is such a different. They don't really know Barstool. Like the different audiences are crazy on each app. But bro, Clubhouse. I fucking love it. I was on, like I told you, I was on today. I wish I wasn't so hungover for it. Uh, I know. It's tough it. here. But uh, it's nice that you could go on Twitter too when you're on it. You can do anything. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can you still talk while you're going through your phone? Yeah. Okay, that's huge. Because I literally, like, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I just get high as a bird and talk, like, all the thoughts, like the forehead thought, like, any thoughts, and for like two hours. And people just kind of, it's a no judgment free zone. There's no wrong answers. It's unbelievable. Interesting. I'm going to come to, what are you, Tuesdays and what? Tuesday, Thursdays. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come into one of those. Yeah. And just, and that's the best part. You could just stay on and it's like, you just chime in. It's great. If Green Rock wasn't so loud, a clubhouse while drinking at Green Rock would be epic. Absolutely electric. <laughs> it would be absolutely electric. The things that are said there probably might get us in trouble too. But <laughs> it is, or if we brought it down to the alley doing it during a tea time. Oh my, we, I, we, I might just do it next week. Just do a podcast that maybe won't see a light of day, but it'll be funny as fuck. <laughs> we should do that. We should, uh, we should totally do that. So, like after like three or four tea times, just be absolutely shit faced and let, let's just let, let it fly. Let's see where we, let's see where we end up. It'll be like a number one podcast. <laughs> Well, how long have we been talking? It feels like we've been talking for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think we've been going for quite some time. All right, well, let's call it a night. How about that? <laughs> it was great. I, this is, I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. I don't know anything, but... Great podcast. Phenomenal podcast. By the way, I, you, I, I, you're the only, I think, real competition um, for Jared to have more um, more listens. More All right. Jared, All right. I would Jared, like to smash that. Yeah, Jared is by far leading that race right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. By, by yeah. Like, is that, I mean, yeah, this is a small podcast. So you're talking, you know, on average, we're probably in, in, in the five to 700 listens, you know, you know, range. Which um, is still get, good with yeah, like just yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Like, that's what we say it's small, but like 700 people. <laughs> it's like so many people. I know. I don't, I don't understand how people like, you start your 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 day on Monday or Thursday with me. Yeah, it's like you must hate yourself. <laughs> I think there's there's got to be a better podcast out there that you can listen to. Pod Woman thinks there is. So yeah, Pod Woman definitely thinks there is. All right. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to seeing you Friday. Uh, yes, we're gonna have some newbies in the house. Yes, some newbies. My college friends. I haven't seen them in like months, like long time. So they and. They're they're gonna get after it, so it's gonna be fantastic. Fantastic! Make sure your table is reserved as always. Yes, I always reserve a table. Yes, always, always. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We do this again sometime. Of course, anytime you want, pal. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Um, you got anything else? No, no. This is just off podcast. Off podcast. Okay. Let yeah. Me, let me uh, stop recording. Thanks, guys, for listening. Whatever. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't have anything else to announce. So uh, until I'll enjoy your week as this comes out Monday. So enjoy. I'll see you guys Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.